Hey everyone, thank you for clicking on this podcast. My name is Brianna Fox and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, what's up everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking all about mindset because I I have wanted to touch on this subject for quite a long time, but I've always kind of waited until I was in the best mindset to do it so I could really talk on it and really speak about it. And I felt like I was getting there for a while and then I started to spiral and get really negative and not have a good mindset for about a solid month there. So I'll kind of get into that, but I feel like I'm on my way out and I figure now is a good time for me to kind of give you all of these different tips that or steps rather that I'm doing to kind of take control of my life and take control of my mindset and help to make me the best version of myself. And hopefully this will help you. Um, I'm in no way perfect. Uh, The title of this whole podcast is I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just trying to figure this out because uh, your girl needs help, right? So I'm hoping that some of you will um, find this helpful and it will resonate with you as well. So um, basically, I'm just going to give a little bit of a backstory on my mindfulness and my mindset as a whole. Um, A few years ago, I had a horrible mindset and I was so negative all the time. I would see the bad in literally everything, just very, very pessimistic. And I was like that for a few years. And then finally, I just got... I kind of just got sick of it. Um, It kind of went hand in hand with like my health journey, which I'm actually going to record that next. But yeah, it was kind of like I needed a whole overhaul of my life and like just who I was as a person. I was not happy with who I was. So I worked on it. But at the time, I guess I didn't really fully understand what it meant to have a good mindset. And I didn't really realize that all these negative things that I was seeing in my life I was creating them, basically. For example, there can be two people that go throughout the day and do the exact same thing. One person will spot all of the positive things throughout the day. For instance, the sun is shining. I got a coffee today. Um, I got a great parking spot. My favorite song came on the radio. Those are things that one person can do throughout the day and see the positives in, where another person can live the exact same day and walk outside, see the sun, and think the temperature isn't as warm as it should, as I would prefer it to be, or, oh, my coffee's a little bitter this morning, or I got a good parking spot, but damn it, I didn't get the first parking spot. It's like seeing the glass half full versus half empty, and so I would, for the longest time, just point out all of the negative things in my life and had a really hard time focusing on any good. So over the years, I've really tried to overcome that, be a better person. I've read so many different books or listened to so many different audiobooks. And I feel like come 2019, I really started becoming more of who I wanted to be. Uh, 2020, <laughs> that kind of changed things. I had a really negative mindset in 2020, but all of last year, I was back to feeling like myself again, feeling positive, very optimistic, and looking for the good in everything. Um, I honestly, since the fall, I've kind of struggled a little bit, but I've still had a decent mindset, but um, I kind of have felt just not myself as much. 
And I've really kind of struggled to be in a better mindset. And then especially a month ago, it really kind of came to a point and came to a head where I was kind of just tired of trying to be more positive. And I just... I just really spiraled and saw the negative in literally everything. And it, it was kind of like a solid two weeks where I was just like really a negative Nancy. And now I'm on my way out. So I'm just going to jump right into the tips that I have here for improving your mindset, changing it. Um, I think the number one thing that I want to talk about is that it's really not an overnight thing. This is going to consist of a lot of different intentional habits that we make throughout the day and that we're consistent with and that's going to make up the greater picture. I always think of being positive and having a good mindset and a good outlook on life as um, a muscle that you have to exercise and think of it that way that it's not just something that you just decide, oh, I'm going to be more positive or oh, I'm going to have a better mindset and then you've got one. It can work that way in the moment, but over time you have to make those consistent changes and exercise that muscle so that it can be a stronger muscle so that overall you're a more positive, mindful person. So let's jump into it. Tip number one, get outside and move your body. So this is like the most generic answer. I feel like so many people say this, but it really does help even if it's just 1% better. Um, I feel like anytime I'm in nature, I am just one with the world. I'm one with God. I'm just like vibing. I love being outside and in nature, even in the snow. I feel like just being in nature is just so therapeutic to me. Um, and especially moving my body. (laughs) Anytime I think of this, I think of Elle Woods when she says, exercise releases endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Um, that's just, (laughs) that is just what I think of when I think of this point. And it really is true. When you move your body, you just get those endorphins, you start feeling better, you start having a more positive mindset and positive look on life. Also, I love to take daily walks. Um, I try my best to do them daily. (laughs) It's been a little difficult with the colder weather, especially when there's snow on the ground. I haven't been able to like walk on the sidewalks or walk on the trail, but I try to do a walk a day with my dog because then it's my time to be alone with my thoughts. Um, sometimes I'll listen to like a positive podcast or an audiobook or something, but having that time alone, moving my body, it just really gets my brain thinking and gets me in the right mindset. Tip number two, which also goes with number three, but tip number two is to talk nicely to yourself and my third one was actually something I already said which was that your brain is a muscle that you should exercise and it won't be overnight so all this is kind of like one big tip Um, but yeah talk nicely to yourself you are the one person in your life that you are going to spend your most time with so make sure you like who that person is and remember if you don't like who that person is that's okay the good thing is is that you know that you don't like that person so you can change that person. You are the only person that you can change. So if you don't like who you are inside, you have the capability to change and do whatever it is you want. So you have the tools and the power to become whoever it is that you want to be. And sometimes like I've heard that said and I get a little overwhelmed just by hearing that because I have 
this vision in my brain of like future me who's a badass who like you know I am I alone in that I don't think I'm alone in this I feel like a lot of us have that like vision of ourselves that's like the most perfect version of ourselves who's doing great things and has a perfect life and you know sometimes when I think like oh I've got the power to be whoever I want to be it almost like discourages me in a way and like makes me not even want to try because I feel like I'm so far from that person but taking small steps and creating small habits to become the divine version of yourself is how you're going to get there so deciding now to make even if it's just like one small thing that you can change I find that eventually making that into a habit can end up becoming who you are eventually okay the next step stop the negative thoughts in their tracks and then replace them with a positive thought so I feel like this is actually where I started years ago when I tried to be a better person I would just think the worst things and I would think bad things about people I'd think bad things about myself um, and it would just spiral and I'd end up picking apart every negative thing in the day and uh, it was just my brain was not a happy place to be so what I started to do back then, and I still do this now, is when I would think a negative thing, and I feel like it's actually harder to do when I think of a negative thing about myself, because um, we're all our own worst critics, but when I would think a negative thing about somebody else, someone that either I didn't vibe with or, you know, whatever, I would stop myself. I would think the negative thought, and then I would throw it out in my brain and replace it with a positive thought. I'm trying to think of an example. This person has beautiful hair. This person um, really takes care of their family. This person, whatever. And always remember to, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious, but I'm trying to think of like tangible thoughts or tangible tasks and tips and things like that. But I mean, we all know that everyone's got a struggle that they're dealing with. Everyone's going through something that we don't know. And always having that in the back of your mind is obviously really helpful. But I feel like, trying to replace a negative thought with a positive one can help to erase those negative ways of thinking and and those patterns that keep coming up. I really feel like this is actually harder to do with myself because I feel like I will think a negative thing about myself and then I'll think of other things that support that and then it's confirmed in my brain that this negative thought is in fact accurate. So trying to dismantle those negative thoughts about myself is very very tricky this is one that I find is a lot easier to do with other people but I need to remember to do this more with myself okay step number five practicing gratefulness so this year I got the five minute journal I feel like everybody has this it's by the brand intelligent change and This was really nice because it helped me to actually write down the things that I was grateful for each day. I'm a morning person. So first thing when I wake up, I really do think of like the things that I'm grateful for. But I've always thought of the same thing over and over again. And what this journal has challenged me to do is to write down three new things every single day. And it could be you know, just the cup of coffee. It could be, I love my new socks. It could be, I love that I got 10 hours of sleep last night or something along those lines. It could be anything. And so writing down three different things every single day has 
really been helpful. And now I have I have used the same ones multiple times, but it has been something that I've tried to do to change it every single day. So in this journal, again, it's the five minute journal by Intelligent Change. In the beginning, it actually talks a lot about gratitude. And I wasn't expecting to actually see this in the journal. I was just ready to have a journal and write in it. And by the way, side note, I am not a journaling person. Normally, I hate writing down like my thoughts, my feelings, anything, just writing anything. My hand gets tired, whatever. This is so simple and quick. It was actually something that I could do. So in the beginning, it talks about gratitude, what it is and the science behind it. So one of the things in the beginning of this journal that I found really helpful was this whole part about the science behind it. So I'm going to read a little excerpt. It says, in a 2008 study, subjects experiencing gratitude were studied under fMRI, which stands for functional magnetic resonance imaging. And it was found that they were influencing their hypothalamus in real time. The hypothalamus is the small but powerful part of your brain that directly influences sleep, eating, and stress. Gratitude also stimulates the part of the brain associated with the neurotransmitter dopamine, the do-it-again chemical that is responsible for the creation of new learning pathways. And basically, they're saying that practicing a positive outlook and practicing gratitude can overall just put you in a better mood and make you a happier person. I just wanted to read that little excerpt because the first time I read it, it really resonated with me. And just anytime I'm grateful for something, it just seems like it's impossible to be in a bad mood. So, And that right there pretty much just supports that whole idea. Um, Okay, tip number six, focus on your health, mind, body, and soul. And then I also wrote down gut. So uh, back a couple years ago, when I first started this whole being a better person journey, um, I started with just the way I looked because I, I wasn't happy with the weight that I had gained and I was just so tired and uncomfortable all the time and I had a bunch of different health issues and so I started eating healthier and exercising. I was just, I don't know, I wasn't expecting to like feel better in my mind after doing all of those things. And part of it was the fact that I was actually taking care of myself, like just even that act of I'm going to take care of you. That is honestly kind of part of it, but also the food that I was eating wasn't serving my body. The fact that I wasn't moving and hadn't exercised in years was part of it. You know, our bodies are meant to move and we're supposed to have these healthy foods to nourish our bodies. Some things that I've learned over time is that the gut is kind of, I think they call it like the second brain or something like that. When you don't have a healthy gut, it really does mess with other parts of the body. So just, I think that, you know, diet and exercise is going to look completely different from person to person because there isn't one thing that's going to work exactly perfectly for the next. And finding out what works best for you is going to help you tremendously because when you're taking care of yourself, when you're moving your body and when you're nourishing your body, all of that goes hand in hand with having a positive outlook and a positive mindset because I feel like when I'm just feeding myself food that doesn't sit well with my body and when I'm not moving I am just I'm just so negative and I feel like it takes a lot in me to get up and get moving and make those make those healthy choices but once I do 
an object in motion stays in motion and then I continue on those habits. The next tip is actually create new daily habits. So I actually just heard about um, Ed Milet. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. I will link a video down below that I just listened to. It's all about confidence. I just listened to it this weekend and I feel like it has changed my life. <laughs> I want to listen to it every single day. He has so much amazing information in there and it's not just for your mindset, but it's for so many different things. I, I can't even begin to tackle what he tackles in that video. So I will link it down below in the show notes. But um, these create new daily habits kind of goes hand in hand with what he was talking about. And he was talking about following through with promises you've made to yourself to build your self-confidence. And I find that any time that I have lost my self-confidence and have been in a more negative place and haven't had the best mindset is when I've kind of failed myself. Um, so for instance like exercising. I ended up hurting my knee in the fall and I've been trying to get back into my workout routine and I'm telling myself like, okay, you're going to work out three days this week. And then when I don't time and time again, I just don't trust myself anymore. And I feel like I just get down on myself and I feel negative and then I've lost my self-confidence and it's just like a snowball effect, right? Same with diet. When I first started trying to eat healthy, it was like, okay, we're going to eat healthy tomorrow. And then I wouldn't follow through with the things and the promises that I would keep to myself as far as eating healthy would go. And so it's, just, it's all encompassing, you know? So creating new daily habits, even if it's just waking up and staying off of your phone for 30 minutes or, you know, whatever it may be for you, start small and do it consistently to create these new habits and then that becomes who you are and you become this person that you want to be. And then you've made that promise with yourself and you feel more confident and you're happy with yourself and then you can do the next thing. And I feel like, I don't know, you, everyone needs to go listen to this video that he did. I just feel like it was life-changing and I feel like I'm giving you like, my tidbits aren't anywhere as good as, as his, but it... Everyone just should go watch that video because I feel like it just changed my life. Step number eight, and this is a good one. Surround yourself with good people. I've talked about this multiple times here on the podcast, but you are the average of the five people that you spend your time with. And something that I need to work on is this next part, which is the limiting belief that there aren't people around that I want to spend my time with outside of the people that I'm already spending my time with. So I have told myself over and over again, you know, I want to, I really want to make a friend. I'm, I'm on a, I'm on the hunt for a friend. Um, not that, not that none of my friends are good. I love my friends and they're awesome, but I would love to find someone that has this passion and drive for creating businesses and like all of this stuff and is kind of weird like me with with like manifesting mindset kind of stuff. And um, I've just told myself over and over again, like there's nobody around here that's like that. I need to like go to LA to find somebody like that. And that's that's a crock of shit. <laughs> and this is something that I have just recently realized. And there are people like that everywhere. And if I have this limiting mindset of those people don't exist, I have to go very far away to find those people. Well, then that's going to be the case because that's what I'm putting out into the world. So 
All of that to say, surround yourself with good people. You are the average of the five people that you spend your most time with. So for instance, if you hang out with someone who is just doing amazing things, doing all the things that you are wanting to do. It could be anything. It could be personal-wise, career-wise, um, health fitness-wise, whatever it is. They're doing all these amazing things. Well, then you've got this other friend who is doing all these things that you do not want to do. They're going down a path that you are just not interested in. You fall somewhere in between, most likely. So that's kind of the concept behind that. And I just have found that that is very true. The other thing, too, is like, as an adult, it's so freaking hard to make friends. Can I tell you, I was in this step aerobics class that I freaking love taking, by the way. And I am, I'm sure you guys know I'm an introvert. I do, I barely leave my house except for working out. And I'm in this step aerobics class. I got my stepper. I'm sitting there on my phone uh, because the class hadn't started yet. And some girl walked by who I've seen multiple times. I've been going to this class for years. She walks by and she goes, hey, how you doing? And I look up and I was just like, hey, good, how are you? Like, and I was like, ooh, did I just make a friend? Let's go get coffee. I said in my head, I didn't say it out loud, absolutely not. But it's just things like that where I'm like, it's really hard to make a friend as an adult. Um, and I should have asked her to go get coffee with me. But um, say you don't leave your house like me and it's really hard to meet new people or whatever the case may, may be. You can still surround yourself with good people and people that are uh, inspirational to you. And you can do that by listening to audiobooks, reading books, listening to amazing podcasts, and also connecting on social media. That's something, too, that I could do better at. I feel like I talk to other creators and stuff from time to time on social media, but I don't make a point to do it. I just kind of do it whenever it's natural, which is also fine, too. I think you should be genuine in your interactions. But yeah, I could definitely make more of an effort here to reach out to people and connect and network and stuff like that, because I find that I get really comfortable in my bubble and with my group of friends, and I would like to expand my friend group um, with people that really inspire me and challenge me in the work world. Okay, so speaking about social media, step number nine is reevaluate who and what you look at on social media. And this is a big one. So I feel like I do kind of like a social media audit every few months. I go through who I'm following and I just kind of unfollow a bunch of people because you know what it's not I was gonna say it's not personal but I guess it is personal and that's okay I feel like it's okay to unfollow people if they're not bringing you joy in your heart if you see someone and now say like say you still want to follow somebody because you don't want to be an asshole and just like unfollow somebody and then it can cause like a drama you know what I mean um the mute button is amazing. Thank you, Lord, for this mute button. Whatever the case may be and whatever mindset we're in at the time, sometimes seeing a post of, let's just say, it's someone on the beach with a latte and they're hanging out with friends enjoying a sunset. One day, that could inspire you, get you excited, make you want to go to the beach. But another day, if you're having a bad day, seeing that could make you jealous, make you feel like, why why don't I have friends to go to the beach with? Why is the weather here shitty? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And again, like your mindset can change however you look at that. But just being mindful about 
what you're looking at on social media. For the longest time, I would see social media as a negative thing because I was being negative. And I had to redirect my thoughts and my attention and realize that it's up to me what I'm looking at. No one's forcing me to look at things that make me unhappy and they're not doing anything wrong. It's how I am receiving that information. I do not look at any news, anything. Um, Part of my spiral the last couple of weeks was I went on TikTok. So all of my friends talk about TikTok. It is just not my thing. Part of the reason why it's not my thing is anytime I've downloaded it, I've gotten sucked into it because it's that addicting. And there's some funny shit on there, but that... I just kind of went down a rabbit hole on TikTok about just negative things that I had no intention on doing, but it just kind of popped up in my feed and I was like, oh, oh, and then it just kept clicking and going and then I went down this rabbit hole and it just became a very negative experience and that is 1000% up to me what I'm looking at. If this thing is making me unhappy, I shouldn't be looking at it. In the same breath, someone else could be looking at that and have a positive outlook on life or positive mindset at the moment and not get butthurt over the information. You know what I mean? So we ourselves put value to things. We put meaning to things. One person can put out something and be totally innocent. And then the way that we take it we change it to be positive or negative. Snowballing off of social media, step number 10, use social media as a tool and set boundaries. So I feel like this just goes hand in hand with what I was talking about. And I learned a lot about this in the book called Indistractable. In that book, um, it helped me realize again that social media is not the devil. It's not... um, It's not like a horrible thing. There's great things that come from social media and it's up to us to set boundaries. So I'm going to butcher how he stated this in this book, but it was basically about his, he related our boundaries with social media the way that he, the way that children should have boundaries with certain things. For instance, you wouldn't let your child's or some people wouldn't let their child just binge TV constantly 24-7 Um, we know that's not good for them, right? So we set boundaries in place so that they can watch TV. TV is fine to watch every now and then, but setting that boundary for whatever it looks like for your kid, you know, obviously everybody's different and you know, I don't have kids. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but you know what I mean? We know how to set boundaries, right? We set boundaries with desserts or junk food. Junk food is fine to eat in moderation, but if we eat junk food constantly and fill our brain with junk and our bellies with junk, we're not going to feel good, right? So it's the same with social media. And now, again, we can alter what we're looking at on social media and do that whole social media audit, but we still need to set that boundary with ourselves and make sure that we're not... When we go to the bathroom, get on our phone. When we lay down in bed, get on our phone. What are the stoplight? Look at our phone. We're constantly looking at our phone because we don't know how to be bored. We don't know how to sit without our freaking phones. Um, And I'm talking to you about this because that's me and I need to set boundaries. I need this tip more than anybody. This also, I feel like this tip kind of goes hand in hand with the habit and like making promises with ourselves. That could be a good habit to um, implement 
potentially if this is something that you struggle with because this is definitely something that I struggle with. I would love to turn my phone off at seven o'clock at night and just do no phone. (sighs) Do you know, like when I think about that, I get a rush of adrenaline. Like that makes me happy. I get excited thinking about that. Um, I also would not, I would like to keep my phone out of my bedroom. However, I do, I actually don't find that when I'm in my bed, I don't look at my phone. The only time is if I use it for an alarm, but I also have this new hatch alarm clock, which I really like. And that actually wakes you up with light and sound like birds chirping and stuff. So, um, I don't find that having the phone in my bed is like an issue because I'll be on it. It's something though about it being nearby. Do you guys have this where if your phone is just, it's in the house or you're somewhere and it's like, where's my phone? I just need to know where it is. I need to make sure it's nearby. I need to make sure that I can hear it. It's just, it's kind of just like making sure that it's nearby. And I, and I, I don't like that. I do not like that about myself. I want to feel free of the technology. So those are some boundaries that I would like to set with technology as a whole and social media mainly, and just kind of using social media in a positive way. Um, instead of just like mindlessly using it, getting distracted and um, getting sucked in. Okay, step number 11, read and learn new things. Expand your mind. So I have found so much love and appreciation for audiobooks, regular books, podcasts. Some of my favorites are The Skinny Confidential, Ed Milet, Mel Robbins. I have so many books books. I need to do like a YouTube video on like my favorite books that I've read because I feel like they have really helped me to just expand the way I think and get get outside of my head. I have been a chronic overthinker and I don't want to be that way. There is no freaking point. We live one damn life and I want to live it to the fullest and I don't want to overthink everything that I'm doing. I I want to just live freely and not care what people think. I'm ready I'm ready to change and I would love it if this sounds like you as well. Do it with me. I'm just, you know, I feel like there's no better time than right now. And if we have this vision of this person that we want to be, nobody is going to make us change to be that person except for us. And when are we going to do it? So that's just kind of how my mindset has been recently. It's like I've wanted to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, why don't I just fucking do it? Why am I sitting here waiting for the perfect time to do it? Why am I overthinking all these things? Let's make these changes now. And I listened to so many amazing books and audiobooks by those people that I mentioned and podcasts by those people that I mentioned just now and more. And all of them say such similar things. And it's like, damn, I want to be like that. I aspire to be like that. I would love to be that person for someone else the way that these people have been for me. And I feel like engulfing ourselves in books, podcasts of positive thinkers that have lived life in a different way and have something to bring to the table that we don't, something that we can learn from. It helps us to expand. And even if it's a fiction book, just getting outside of our mind and thinking differently and just learning, oh, it's just so good. Um, I put in parentheses here <laughs> the quote from Bridesmaids. If you're growing, then you're changing. <laughs> 
And I totally agree with that. I feel like we need to grow and change and just become better people. Um, At least that's my goal. Okay, step number 12. And this comes from the book, The Four Agreements. I really liked that book. It was really short and sweet and to the point um, and had really great tangible things that you can utilize in your life. But one of the ones was don't take things personally. And this is so good. Most people are not thinking about you. Most people don't give a shit what you're doing. You care the most about you and what you are doing. And that's just fact. That really is just fact. Um, Most people are in their minds caring about what you think about them. When people do things in their life and it affects you, they're doing it for them, most likely. So if something happens and you start to overthink it and think, oh, is it because they hate me? Oh, is it because most likely it has nothing to do with you. And that is something the last year that I've really, really had to like drill into my brain that most people don't give a shit what I'm doing, thinking people don't fucking care in the nicest way possible. People don't fucking care because people care about them. And that's just the fact. So that one's pretty short and sweet to the point. I highly recommend that book. He goes into much more depth on that, but that is just kind of like my sugar-coated version is just don't take things personally because people don't really care about you. Number 13. This is a good one. I think it's a hard one, but it's really good. So take responsibility and accountability for your actions. I think if you're listening to this podcast or anything about mindset or anything about bettering yourself, you are already on the right track there. And that's how I, at least that's how I feel. But um, taking responsibility and accountability for your actions is, is pretty fucking difficult, especially if you have a negative mindset at least that's how I felt literally the last month I've been so negative and have been thinking that all of these things are happening to me like this thing is happening to me it's negative blah 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 blah. I'm just spewing out like woe is me one thing in some of the books and podcasts that I've listened to over the last week they've multiple people have said these things in our lives aren't happening to us they're happening for us so literally just rewiring the way that we see a negative situation and say instead of oh this thing is happening to me i'm you know why is this happening to me look at it as why is this happening for me what can i learn from this maybe i don't understand the full picture right now but eventually i will and trying to just rewire the way that we think about certain situations. And then additionally, taking responsibility for ourselves and the things that we are doing. If you fuck up and you make a mistake, take responsibility for it. For instance, even having a negative mindset as it is and taking responsibility for it and accountability and then moving forward and learning from it. I feel like this is something that is really difficult, especially nowadays. I have just seen an overwhelming response online of just people that want to blame others for certain things. People just get mad about little things constantly instead of realizing that it's their perspective. This is way easier said than done, but just taking accountability for our negative attitudes and the way that we perceive things. And even just like for me, 
Like the past month, I haven't really worked out that much. I haven't eaten super healthy this last month. And I, I kept being like, well, I, I had a bad, I, you know, something negative happened or this happened and then this happened. And I was making all the, these excuses instead of taking responsibility, getting the fuck over it and moving on. And there's a fine line between letting yourself feel you know, sad feelings and and then slapping your own self in the face and getting out of it and moving on. You know, you kind of have to find that wiggle room for yourself. But I just kind of felt like I was just kind of sitting in it for longer than I should have. And I was not recognizing who I was and I did not like who I was. And finally, I just said, bitch, <laughs> get over it. Time to move on. Take responsibility. So um, taking responsibility and accountability for our actions can help to improve our mindset. Step number 14, do things for others. Anytime you're doing something for someone else, it just makes you feel good. Um, This makes me think of that Friends episode where Joey and Phoebe are arguing over there's no such thing as a selfless good deed. Um, Watch that episode if you haven't seen it because it's really funny. Um, But that's what made me think of that. But yes, when you do something good for somebody else, it does make you feel good. So whether that be donating to an organization that pulls on your heartstrings or you donate your time or you help someone, you help a friend move or whatever it may be, helping other people out will make you feel good. Okay, tip number 15. Get outside of your comfort zone and do things that scare you. Oh, this is a big one. And I feel like this is part of why I have struggled over the last two years. Well, last year I felt really good, but in 2020, I really didn't feel good. Um, And part of it was there wasn't much that I could do because there were so many restrictions in the world. But now, especially, even though life is getting back to normal, it's still like my life is different than it was in 2019. So for instance, I started uh, doing YouTube videos and all of that kind of stuff uh, about nine years ago. And then eventually I started traveling for work. So I would get flown out to either New York or LA for either a photo shoot, a video shoot, um, an event or whatever that may be, a brand trip. And let me tell you, The first time I did anything like that, the first few times, I could have shat my pants. I'm not even joking. It was so terrifying. The first interview, the first time I had anything was an interview for a company in LA and they wanted me to move there. And I, this was the first time I had ever done anything in the industry and I had to fly by myself. It was the first time I had flown in a flight by myself. It was the first time a stranger was going to pick me up at the airport. It was the first time I was going to do like a job interview for a career that I felt that I didn't deserve. Um, I was fucking terrified. And when I was there, I bawled my eyes out. I was I (laughs) I was still like a little kid inside. And eventually I would go on to do trips for you know like photo shoots and video shoots and things like that and I ended up loving doing that traveling by yourself 
It can be lonely, yes, but it really, really forced me out of my comfort zone and forced me to do things that there is no fucking way that I would ever have done any of those things if it wasn't for work um, and being like, quote unquote, forced to do them because I mean, I wasn't being forced. I was getting paid to do these things. But you know what I mean? Like I would have never like willingly been like, yeah, I'm going to go fly to New York for fun by myself. And you know what I mean? So all of those things really challenged me and made me grow as a person. And I feel so confident to travel if I needed to by myself. And I know I Maybe this sounds silly to somebody that has traveled alone, but maybe you can remember the first time you did it and how uneasy it felt at first. When you do the things that scare you and when you get out of your comfort zone, you end up growing because of it. So I think that's why part of what has kind of been hanging over my head the last few months really is that there hasn't really been anything exciting going on. I haven't been traveling. There hasn't been much going on with work. We already did our wedding and honeymoon that we had been planning. There hasn't, you know, there isn't anything going on that's outside of my comfort zone. And then the things that were happening that were outside of my comfort zone, they either got canceled or are done for. So I really challenge you to do something that scares you, something outside of your comfort zone, something that you've never done before, but also something that you've always wanted to do or something that you've always aspired to do or something that you've always seen somebody else do and that has made you want to do it for yourself. Try it and let me know how it goes. Number 16, who are you? What do you believe in? What makes you you and now live that? So part of me has struggled with this a little bit because I feel like on social media, people are so quick to tell you where you're wrong, what you're doing is wrong, or just nitpicking every single aspect of my life. And something that it's honestly just been this last week that I've realized I've kind of had this like sort of just... like just this weight has been lifted off of my shoulders and I don't even know what it is, but what other people think of me doesn't fucking matter. And who I am inside and who I know myself to be and who God knows myself to be is what matters. And just really figuring out who, who am I? Who am I inside? What do I believe in? What are my values? I don't need to share that with the world, but just knowing inside who I am is what truly matters. Because then when somebody else has something to say to me about it, they say, oh, you're not a good person or you shouldn't swear or you shouldn't this or you shouldn't that. I know inside who I am. So whatever the fuck you say doesn't matter. That is where I'm at. That's what I'm kind of learning this week. To be honest, like the last nine years I've been doing videos and been on social media, I noticed slowly, very, very slowly, but surely over the time that I've been online, I have nitpicked and changed parts of who I am to fit into a mold to make people like me. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it. I didn't even realize that the words that I was saying I was changing and molding them so that people couldn't critique it. 
I noticed um, and I, I kind of noticed this recently because I was editing some videos and I realized I would do it in the videos where I would say something and I would say it wrong or I would say it weird and I would quickly revise the way that I would say that word so that it would sound better and I know that sounds really stupid but it's what I <laughs> what I had programmed myself to do um, saying words that uh, wouldn't offend people and obviously there's a line there but nowadays people get mad about the stupidest littlest things i described a brush handle the other day and i said the brush handle was skinny and someone got offended over that so and i'm dying i've i was just dying laughing because it's i feel like that was almost kind of like the last straw because it was like I can literally do everything right and someone is going to get mad at no, no matter what I do, someone is going to be upset. So why am I changing who I am? Because I feel like I'm losing myself in that process. So go on the journey to find out who you are because who you are and what you value and what you believe in that is the core of anything and it doesn't fucking matter anything else who you are what you believe in that that is what matters and um i'm on that journey with you if you're on that journey as well and honestly i feel like we're all on that journey because does anybody is anybody ever feel like okay i'm perfect <laughs> you know what i mean um but I, I do, I have noticed that like some of the people that I have been listening to on the podcast and audiobooks and stuff, some of the people that I'm looking up to, they know who they are. And it's not that I want to be them or be like them. It's that I want to be like them in the way that they are with themselves. I want to be with myself the way that they are with themselves. So um, that is the new journey that I'm starting on is really, really diving into who am I, what I believe in, and what makes me me, because I am ready to start living that. <sighs> okay, I feel like that one was a really deep one. <laughs> okay, number 17, do your best and fuck the rest. Um, that is a quote that Ruben, my husband, tells me all the time. It is my favorite quote, and I mean, he really, truly lives that. This also brings me to that book, The Four Agreements that I mentioned before. This is also one of the points in there. He actually says in that book, don't do too little, but also don't do too much because your best is whatever your best is for that moment. So say for right now in this moment, your 100% isn't your best at this moment. Maybe in this moment, you're only capable of doing 60%. So do your best. Do the 60%. Don't do 40%, but also don't do 80% because that's more. That's more than you can do right now and you're going to get burnt out and you're going to get exhausted from doing more than you could give yourself at that moment. So do your best for where you're at right now. I had actually never heard of it worded that way. I always felt like do your best meant like do 110%, do the best you've ever done before. And so I've always felt like a failure because I've had great successes in my life and I've, I've, I know the me, I know this version of me that I've been in the past where I've been killing it in different aspects of life, right? Like 
going to the gym six days a week, posting YouTube videos four times a week and three times on Instagram a day and active on stories and doing all of these things, negotiating brand deals and this version of me that is just impossible to fucking live up to. And I constantly have compared myself to her, this version of me that exists for a split second, right? And to me, that's my best. I always compare me now to her then. And that's not to say that I'm not going to have those times where I'm doing all of those things at that capacity, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing my best now. Maybe my best now is a fraction of what me then would be doing, but that is still my best right now. I highly recommend that book, The Four Agreements. I feel like I need to read it again, actually. I feel like it really helped me understand that concept a little bit better. And um, even just reading those words right now that I have written down, it's just helped me to kind of like recalibrate and remember that because, um, yeah, that one's a little bitch. Okay, number 18. This one's kind of like not as deep as the other ones, but if something takes less than five minutes, then do it. I kind of talked about this in my New Year's goals podcast episode, and it is really life-changing. After I recorded that podcast episode, I went out of town, and when I came back, um, all of the things that I had been doing for the last month before that, um, I kind of stopped doing. So little things like making my bed every day, doing a load of laundry and a load of dishes every day, cleaning up after myself, like the small little things every single day. I kind of let those just go a little bit. And then it all kind of happened at the same time of me having a mental breakdown. So um, yeah, this weekend I really, I remembered that that was so life-changing for me. And then I was like, bitch, okay, let's clean the house. And now every day going forward, if something takes less than five minutes, we're going to do it. So whether that's putting away the laundry that's in the basket. There's no way that that's going to take more than five minutes if it's just one load. It's just one basket. It's going to take five minutes. Making your bed, that's going to take one minute, maybe two minutes. Quickly putting the dishes away that are in the dishwasher, that's going to take three minutes. You're low on gas. Instead of telling yourself, oh, let me just, I'll, I'll fill up in the morning. Go really quick. It's not going to take more than five minutes. Those little things will make you feel so happy that you did them and then they're done. It sounds so incredibly simple, but honestly, it's life changing. Um, And I can't take credit for that, but I don't know who to give credit to. But that is something that I've heard of from somewhere. And I apologize that I don't know who I heard that from. Um, Okay, step number 19. When you fail step back and see what needs to change. What can you do differently next time? And don't make the same mistake twice. This one's a hard one because whenever I fail, oh, you better know I get down on myself about it and I just rip myself apart. So something that I'm trying to remember is that you grow in your failures. And when something fails, now You can learn what needs to be fixed. You can learn what needs to be changed so that you can move on and grow and do better next time. That sounds really great, right? (laughs) But um, that's definitely not something, that's not the mindset that I've had, that's for sure. But I need to like keep this list in front of me so I can remember these things when I start to have all this negative self-talk because 
That's a good one. And I feel like if I spent as much energy and focus on changing the mistakes that I've made and, you know, not overthinking my failures, then I'd probably be at a better place than I that I want to be at. So, yeah, just remembering failure is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's a stepping stone in the right direction to become a better version of you or to do the thing in a better way, in a different way than you did before. All right, so last but certainly not least, step number 20 is all about the confidence thing that Ed Milet was talking about. I didn't realize that I started talking about that earlier, but this was the last final thing that has really, really resonated with me the last uh, weekend. I listened to this when I was just doing an overhaul in my house and it just kind of just, uh, I don't know, reprogrammed my brain and I just, I loved the information. So I will be linking that video down below in the show notes so you can have a listen because I feel like I want to listen to this every day. It's made such a difference. But um, one of the things that Ed was talking about is that um, say you have a negative thought that enters your mind. Now that is the tabletop, right? And then your brain automatically starts to support this negative thought with other instances in your life where this is true. So for instance, you have this negative thought about yourself. Yeah, well, three months ago, you did this. And, you know, obviously, obviously this is true about you because three months ago it was true about you then. And it builds a leg underneath the table. And then your brain starts to think of all of these different instances where this is true. And so you're solidifying those ideas. Now, imagine if you would think of a positive thing and then you start to think of other reasons to support that. So again, bringing back the replacing your negative thought with a positive thought over time, you can build a more positive and stronger table. So yeah, check out his video. It's all on positive thinking and keeping your promises and building your confidence. It's such an amazing video. Kind of touching on confidence. I was talking with um, Amanda about this and we actually had like a two hour phone call earlier and we were talking and I was telling her how Whenever I would post like a makeup tutorial or something like that, someone could say like, your makeup looks like shit, your contour looks muddy, you da 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 And I would see it and it just would not faze me because I'm very confident in my makeup. Even if you don't like it, that's fine. I personally do. And I'm so confident in it, not only because I've had training and whatever, but I've had years of doing this and I like it. I'm fully confident in makeup. So then if I were to do something like let's say a workout video and say someone starts to critique my form, I'm going to be a lot more affected by those comments that would be talking about my form because I'm not as confident in that area of life, right? I'm more confident in makeup because I've had training in it. I have experience with it. It's what I've done. You know, I've got this confidence, right? But I don't have as much confidence in the gym or whatever. So if someone's going to critique that, because I'm not as confident, I'm more prone to believing what they're saying. And so we were talking about this and it's like, Damn, if I could just boost my confidence in all aspects of my life, y'all can't tell me shit, right? Imagine that. Imagine if you were fully confident in every aspect of your life and if somebody came to you and started critiquing everything, it wouldn't mean anything to you. You'd hear it and it would dust right off your shoulders. 
So that is something that I am really going to try to work on and uh, better about myself and help with my mindset because, because having confidence works hand in hand with a positive mindset and basically everything that I touched on today. That's what I have here for my 20 tips on improving your mindset and getting a positive mindset. I hope that this was helpful. Um, I'm not a pro, but these are things that I personally tried to do and um, I'm not perfect at them. I'm definitely a student here. I am not the teacher. Obviously, I struggle with having a negative mindset all the time and um I just want you to know that you're not alone and I hope that these tips were helpful and I hope that you can take something from this, whether it just be even just to get outside and move your body. I really hope that you guys like these tips. I hope that they were helpful. I hope that they resonated with you. Please send me a DM over on Instagram. I had a phone number hooked up, um, but I'm disconnecting it because I got a lot of creeps trying to contact me and that's not the vibe. So just DM me over on Instagram. My handle currently is at Brianna Fox Makeup. I hope that this was helpful honestly even me just kind of talking about these things and verbalizing them really helps me to get it out of my brain get it on paper and get it out into the world and kind of just helps to reiterate it to me so if you have a friend that you'd like to talk about this with or listen to this with share my podcast with them let you know open up the conversation I me and Amanda always send each other inspirational positive things all the time and we're like yes love that and then we have these really deep in-depth conversations about them so i hope that you do this with your friends thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast i am going to be better at consistency that is my goal i'm gonna do it um and also if you normally watch these podcast episodes over on youtube i actually decided to not uh, do video anymore for the podcast i found that that was really setting me back i ended up overthinking about just the visual part of it the way that i looked had to get ready for it wanted to make sure that it looked good had to stop the recording start the recording um yeah i just kept overthinking and so i decided you know what this podcast is going to be a podcast audio only uh, at least for now so yeah i'm actually really excited about it i'm excited to just edit my voice i feel like it's going to be so much easier and in that way it's going to set me up for success so that i can provide some good content for you and have more consistent content um so you don't have to wait a month <laughs> for a new video or for a new episode but that's everything i have thank you guys so much for listening today uh i'm your host brianna fox and i don't know what i'm doing